Welcome. Oh my God. Oh my God. Welcome. 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 Welcome, all of you. Welcome back to the RMP. I'm Zachary, your host of this adorable little podcast. Today it's adorable uh, because I'm more Hobbit than Gremlin today, I think. If you want to hit me up, you can always email me at Zachary at therebelminded.com or check out my newsletter where everything's together and everything's free to check out on Substack at therebelminded.substack.com. And we are here, you and I, you and I, to question the mess, make some rebel actions against all of the nonsense of the world and against yourself, and start living life on our own terms. And I want to know, how do we, how do you live life as our true selves, as your true self, the self that will look into us, that will look into you at the end and ask us, ask you, did we do it all? Did we do it all? And as we go into this episode, something I was telling you guys in the last episode is I wanted to talk about the move to Texas that I made. I want to talk about the lessons that I've learned in the short few months that I've been here. But as we go through this, I I was thinking this about this kind of uh, impulsively before I decided to post this was that I hope that as we've learned to question things that you are questioning as I go through this. I want you to be able to question what it is that you want to change, what it is that you expect from change, what it is that's important and what it is that you think is necessary for your environment, for your friends and family, for the the mission or the purpose or the lifestyle you decide to chase, because I think when we dive into ourselves, it's uh, it's a pro- there's pros and cons, and it's it's a blessing as as much as it is a curse to to dive in so deep because one area too much in one area compared to another ends up meaning that we have to sacrifice something, and diving into ourselves a lot of times can can take us into um, a pool of of self reflection and 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 self attainment that can be skewed by our own story, by our own trauma, by our own emotions, and what we decide to do with our lives sometimes almost is necessary to 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 throw out into the world to discuss with other people to to debate with on other people so that we can get a better perspective on what it is that we're after and what it is that we want and if it makes sense and if it's not if it's not if it's attainable because pretty much in my belief anything you want is attainable if you feel like you have the right dedication and conviction and 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 desire for it but i think that we always have to question everything that when we dive into ourselves because it can be so skewed our we we can follow confirmation bias we can adhere to our trauma we can adhere to resentments we can adhere to a lot of things that may alter our direction and either stunt it or turn it into on an inauthentic path or it may just get us more lost than we actually expect. So as we go through this, as I tell you about my lessons that I'm learning here in this new state, um, be willing to pick up on 
on what you hear and question the things that that make sense to you if if i come across something or i say something that that piques your 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 skepticism or your own ideas of what life is and what it's for then dive into that be willing to 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 seek that out and and figure out what that makes why that makes sense to you or why it doesn't make sense to you, what that objectively means, what that logically means, what that means for direction, for your direction, for your desire, for all the things that you want in life. So without me rambling too much longer, let's get into this. This is going to be episode 125, the lessons after moving to Texas and what that means for our purpose. All right. So the thing is, is that I, I've I've gotten resilient to a lot of things that I didn't think that I would ever get resilient to. I've I've fallen into this ability to to do things that I didn't think I necessarily could do. One of those is um, wanting to discuss with people about anything and everything. I'm not really scared to discuss anything, regardless of way this can make me feel. If, if my if I'm not met with a certain type of compassion or I'm embarrassed or, or whatever, like it doesn't really bother me anymore. I'm okay with looking stupid when it comes to the decisions that I make with my life. I'll say sorry when I need to. And when I know the humbling is necessary, I, I, I do refuse to look stupid when it comes to things I'm really scared of though. Like, like dancing for, for one, I'm still working on that one. The thing I know about myself is that Moving forward may be difficult and extremely slow for me, and it may take it may take me ten times longer to learn a lesson than anyone else. But I know that it all means something. That that regardless of that that plethora of more time, it's it definitely does something for me. Still, I know that living a life chasing something that is supposed to be emotionally satisfying, mentally satisfying, confidence building, and financially freeing, and me not getting of any of those affirming things is far better than me never trying at all. That's that's something I've figured out. And it's it took a while for me to be okay with, but I know that direction is better than no direction. What I continue to tell myself is that all I want to do is write and speak to people in a way that leads them to their own greatness. I, f- I feel as if I'm some sort of conduit. I want to question everything. I want to create skepticism. I want to promote autonomy and independent thinking and authenticity. I want to build a small empire that lets me do all the work I dream of doing and build the lifestyle that I personally seek and the relationships that I, z- I desire. That's the selfishness in me by way of the work that I want to do. The heartbreaking truth, though, is that if those things still do not exist, then obviously I don't want them as badly as I think I do. I'm not as convicted as I think as I thought I was. I mean, it means that even though I want to, it's not the world's barriers that keep me from it. It's it's my own. And I have to look at the hard truth, which is my own excuses and story about why those things don't exist yet. Now, if you remember in April... I moved from Idaho to Texas. The world up there felt like a glass cube, one that I couldn't seem to break free of. I could see through the glass, but I felt suffocated by everything around me as if it was all holding me back, including my friends and family. And that's going to be a big part of this. 
When I moved to Austin, Texas, I had a whole idea of what my world would become. I had this weird vision. I knew that changing my geographical location meant I didn't have to physically commit to anyone because I'm no longer available physically for family and friends. I knew that without access to everything that I knew, it would free me up to do the work I wanted as well as give me the chance to build on my own world of writing and podcasting and relationships and desires and desires that I was too scared to chase back home. And now I think it's important to share with you guys the lessons I've learned in the first few months of me being here. I hope that you guys pick up something from this. The ones that told me I was arrogant in my expectations and the humility I've built from realizing what I have and have not done in the freedom I was handed when I moved. Being rebel-minded, just so you know, comes at a cost. And I think that cost is realizing that as you follow your authentic path, You're going to have to admit things that you've denied to yourself where you've been bullheaded and unfair to yourself and to other people and how important it is to know when to put your head down and when to allow yourself love and peace. These are the hardest lessons that I've learned starting new in my new home. Number one, distractions don't disappear. They just change. The thing about working towards something, especially in the beginning, is that you're going to subconsciously distract yourself. You're going to make excuses and they're going to be very good ones. You're going to say, I haven't seen my friends in forever. I need time to laugh and connect. Oh, I need to go to the gym first. If I don't go, then my routine will crumble. I need to spend this weekend just relaxing because work this week has just exhausted me and I don't have enough energy to do my work. I... I'll scroll through YouTube for just a minute, just just to give my brain a break. Um, It's probably better if I research my topic first or watch a masterclass so I can kickstart my brain for my project. It's, It's all procrastination, even if it's like productive procrastination. I left Idaho thinking I was going to be able to get away from all of the distractions, the family drama, the expectations of friends, even the presence that people expect for you to have on social media because you've told them all about your projects, the things that you're trying to do, the things that you are that you desire, the things that you're passionate about. And the truth, I was actually blaming everything and everyone else for stealing my time. What did I do when I got to Texas? I closed myself off from everything thinking I would be able to 10x my work. But what really happened is that I found more distractions to replace what was already existing movies every night, food, social media scrolling, even productive procrastination like watching videos on finance and philosophy to quote-unquote soak in knowledge. The hard fact is that action is action, and my arrogant expectations to leave all of my distractions behind was a cover-up for the fact that I didn't want to do the work for whatever reasons, and I had moved thinking that friends and family and the community itself back there was at fault for keeping me from what I had so loosely spoke an oath to, my dedication to my writing and my podcast and my purpose. Number two, I was so sure that the people back home were very much a part of my problem. This is in connection to number one. I had titled myself as a writer and podcaster. And because of that, I was entering a world where all of my friends and family couldn't follow. They didn't want to discuss what I had found a new love for. They didn't understand. Because of that, I thought that the inevitable end was to replace my friends. Replace them with ones that would understand me, that who would discuss with me, who would dig in deep with me. I had decided that as I became something more, 
I had decided that as I became something more expansive that I would need to discard the people who loved me. I would need to leave them behind. This one was hard and I, I know why. This, this truth, this lesson that I learned hit me very abruptly. You know that saying, you are the five people that you spend the t- most time with? It's not that that's not true. You truly need to collaborate and discuss and build deep trust with people that get what you're doing. But when does that rule mean you have to dissolve anything existing before it? There may be relationships that aren't healthy and don't actually feed you, but honestly, to cut off everyone means that you lose touch with reality because you've lost perspectives. Just because you grow doesn't mean that the people who love you are less than you. What happens as we grow is that we need to find what feeds us and minimize what doesn't for the pure transactional benefit of helping us find our greatest potential. But the caveat is that you may find that you haven't outgrown anyone. You've just found an outlet that they don't understand, that they don't follow, and they don't have to follow. It's the same as having friends that you disagree with politically, religiously, environmentally, and so on. But it's our differences, actually, that help us avoid ideological thinking and help everyone grow. What I found was that because I have found my voice and that made me feel real and connected and valuable to people across digital communities doesn't mean I had outgrown my friends. They are all still ahead of me in so many ways. They've found jobs they love, found consistency and discipline where I haven't. They've built brands and communities that have outgrown mine and even done it in shorter amounts of time. The lesson is that it's not the differences of our outlets that make our relationships not possible. It's the level of them. And in no way have I outgrown my friends. In fact, I learned the humiliating truth that I didn't want to admit. They've actually been outshining me. And maybe, just maybe, I've separated from them thinking that I'd outgrown them only to avoid having to see what they've done and I have not. One of them is a helicopter pilot, and his wife is an elite powerlifter, and and they have an insanely deep, loving family. Another one has become a law enforcement officer of amazing talent. He's always been doing trainings uh, to make him better, not just at his job, but make him capable of becoming whatever it is that he wants, whether it's canine, detective, drug investigation, anything. One of my other friends started a podcast that has outshined my own. He faced losing his job and came out on the other side being a co-owner of a gym, as well as a podcaster, as well as the owner of a powerlifting apparel brand called Until Death Barbell Company. I had been so deeply sure that it was everyone else that was keeping me from my dreams, not realizing that I was under the table doing the very thing I disliked the most, being the victim. And I had used this excuse that people were so different from me now that I found my own way in a way that they couldn't follow that maybe was just disinterest maybe it was just a difference of opinion and i had proven to myself that their silence or their their lack of interest was somehow a separation of our friendship now number three being in an environment where i was unknown meant i could finally express myself without hesitation I was, I was so sure that knowing no one would make it so easy to be the funny, committed, philosophical, outgoing, smiley person that I've always kept myself from being. Back home, I had too many reservations about myself because people had already known who I was. If I had acted differently, they would think I was weird and reject me. Now, the truth is, 
is that there is some truth to this. If we, if you show up where no one else knows you, there's no reason why you can't completely show up as authentic as possible without worrying about being judged because you're being taken in for the first time. The trouble is that that doesn't mean that your confidence in your self-made image has changed. You're in such a habit of being who you were. How easy is it really to show up as who you want to be? I've been out into Austin, and to be honest, I love the life of this place. I love that there's so much more going on and that the opportunities and the names that show up here are huge. The people seem more present, more dedicated to living lives that they want to. They're more committed to their health. And even all that could just be my subjective observation. But just like back home, there are people that are unhealthy, distracted, impatient, violent, resentful, just as there are people thriving and happy and full of life. All of this wasn't enough for me to just let go of all of my reservations. I still have trouble speaking my mind without tamping it down to be considerate of others. I still won't talk to women that I find attractive. I still won't spend money on things that would make me happy. Just because my environment changed doesn't mean that everything about my character would. I and you have to do that on our own. We have to work on it. We have to trust it. We have to risk with it. Now, number four. I was sure that Idaho just didn't have available the things that I needed to be my best. I thought that a new space would just bring out the best in me. I put so much pressure on the environment itself that it would change my mindset, my beliefs about who I am. It would pull from me the creativity that I was actually after. Well, just as it's not the world's fault for holding me back, it's also not the world's job to make me better. Self-belief doesn't get better just because I see other people doing great things. Being within proximity of greatness does little for you if you're not willing to do the work that you're inspired by. I have a huge amount of people here that I would love to just see on the street. People I would love to just have five minutes with. Joe Rogan, Chris Williamson, Tom Segura, Elon Musk, Matthew McConaughey, Ron White. Role models are important. I love that they're so close, but just because they exist doesn't mean they're going to motivate you to act. You have to find people on your level. Self-belief is insanely important when it comes to our commitment, energy, and action toward our dreams. Moving didn't change my conviction, my belief, or my energy. I can still be that person that stays at home, that wastes time doing nonsense, and withers away my one life chance at being the person that I want to see in the mirror. Now, in saying all of that, all of these hard lessons, I've learned these lessons quick. Honestly, I went through some really tough mental bouts with myself when I first got here when I didn't get the mental reset that I thought that I'd get. I had so many expectations from just making the move. And to anyone else, I'm sure it sounds foolish, but the truth is we can always find ourselves giving too much weight to what lies outside of who we are not giving enough weight to our actions and our intentions, not taking responsibility for what it takes to actually become the thing. Everything I'm doing now was just as possible back home. However, the balancing truth to all of this, to all the humbling lessons that I've had to swallow, is that I may have never realized them if not for the move. There's one thing that rings true to me, something that I'll continue to believe to my core no matter what anybody tells me. 
Without being thrown into the wilderness, the darkness, the unknown, whether it be by others who throw you out to find yourself or you throwing yourself out, there are parts of you that you will never find. And the reason for that is that when we lose what's comfortable, when we lose what we know, the truth comes out about our strength and what's important to us, the lack thereof, or even a substantial amount that we didn't expect. When we're stripped of safety and identity and camaraderie, we find out what we're really capable of. The move to Texas has showed me that the only one I have to blame is myself. I've seen that the confidence I want, the community that I want to build, the life that I want to have is reliant on the sacrifices that I've made. It's the suffocation of my past self, the self that I was so sure of, the identity that was actually short of the greatest version of me that has opened my mind up to what could be. Stripping myself of the places that I know, the friends and family available, the fact that I had to go back to working for someone else, the fact that I've had to sacrifice time and energy on things that I love so that I can put more into creating what matters to me, all of it hasn't been for nothing. Lessons have sucked, but it's the reset that I've needed. It's the next insight for my growth. It's the next hard truth about what dedication and conviction actually means and what it actually takes. Moving won't give you everything, but it may take away enough that you'll find out who you are holding yourself back from and what's truly important about your life. Be rebel-minded. Dedicate yourself to things. Continue to work on finding yourself. Continue to question. Question it all, especially yourself. This is your host, Zach. Out. Hey, guys. I hope that all things we've brought here, including the people, have helped you change the way that you see the world. And if it has, then it would help us so much if you leave a rating and a comment on iTunes or give any feedback wherever you listen to the RMP. Thank you for listening in, and don't forget to follow and subscribe. Question everything, my friends.